Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. (laughs) How's it going? Great. It's really high energy today. Yes, we're here with a very important topic. (laughs) Very important topic, so much so that we are replacing the episode we had recorded for number 92, and we are putting in the surviving multiple offers. People need help out there, Katie. (laughs) They need help right away. (laughs) So we're going to try and help you right away. Yes. um, With uh, y'all came through with all the good ideas for multiple offers. So that's what we're going to cover today. Great. Do you have a story or thought, or shall I start with the backstory on multiple offers? Let's do backstory. Okay, so um, what the heck is going on, right? I don't know, right? really, yeah. What the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, why is inventory so low? Mm-hmm. So I've been reading, oh, there's just articles for days, Inman and here, and whatever. But I find it all fascinating. Me too. Right? Why is the inventory so low? When is it going to get better? Yeah, where okay? where'd all the houses go? Where'd they all go? So basically, people are not... There are a few reasons. Okay. And this one really kind of caught me out of left field and was like a huge light bulb for me personally. People are not selling when they move up due to the low interest rates. So there's no reason they need to sell their starter home mm. when they go to their second home. Yeah. They hang on to it as an investment. Okay. They rent it out. Good. Continue. That's a good to, idea. Right. Grow. Right. We've done intro yeah. to investments. It's mm-hmm. a great idea, right? Well, yeah. apparently that is happening more and more frequently because of the low rates. Okay. Yes. So it makes sense to keep it and you can afford more because the rates are low and so you don't really need to sell in order. Okay. So... Problem number one. Okay. All right. Problem number two. Well, also, the second part of that is that increases the number of investors in general. And then the number of investors maybe not selling a home, like not owner occupants, but just investors in general, there's more of those people coming into the market because of the low rates Mm -hmm. and housing demand. So now I think I read it was really staggering. 25% 25% of sales last year were investors. Wow. Okay. So when, but here's the problem. When an investor buys a house or when you keep your house and then you move on up and you become an investor, those homes are taken out of circulation. They're no mm-hmm. longer part of the inventory we use to sell to buyers. Yeah. Okay. They must be listening to episode 51. <laughs> right. Too much. <laughs> we're going to need you guys to list your houses. Uh, okay. So that's number one, investments. Number two, the building numbers are still not reaching where they were pre-crash. So pre-2008, you know, building basically had gotten really high, Mm -hmm. fully dropped off. We still haven't reached pre-2008 build frequency. Okay. And now it's really freaking expensive to build. Yes. So even it's even more difficult to get the needed 
uh, number of units into right into circulation. I also heard that this could be because we've had so many natural disasters in the last several years that people are having to rebuild cities. Oh yeah, that's you know, true. Chunks of cities, and, and that really affects building materials as right. well. I mean, like right. there's just not a limitless supply. It causes the prices to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I know. Even in Louisiana, we had a really bad hurricane go through Lake Charles, mm-hmm. and the city was just. Yeah. I mean, really took yeah. a beating. And my roofer and a lot of my guys that I use, they left town. They left town and went to Lake Charles. Yeah. For some of them are still there right. helping. You're like, please come back. I know. I'm like, I need you. I need you back. Oh. But yeah, that just stuff like that too yeah. also affects building. Very. Oh yeah. And the labor, just yep. actual humans to do the work. Mm-hmm. I, I read a lot about, there's lots of interesting articles out there about that stuff. And then the third component of this is now there are just simply more buyers in general because the millennials are coming of buying age mm-hmm. and they're physically more of those humans than yes. there are of any other generation. Yeah. So there's a lot of people, not a lot of houses. On the generational thing, I read an article that said a lot of people that were supposed to be going into like retirement communities yeah. and things like that have not because of COVID. Yeah. So they're not selling their homes. At the height. They're staying uh, put like, mm-hmm. in their homes longer because Ugh. they're nervous about going to an actual facility where things are more, you know, right. you can't have as many visitors if there's a COVID outbreak yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So makes sense. Their inventory is not for sale. Hopefully that'll get alleviated as right. time moves on and we sort all this COVID out. Mm-hmm. Um, I and we I'm not even gonna touch on because I didn't find any numbers and I find it suspiciously low amount of people talking about the insane number of refis that have happened in the mm-hmm. last year. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. y'all. I don't care what you say. If right. I refi my house last June, I'm not looking to sell it no. the next year. Mm-mm. You paid closing costs. You don't get that money back if you don't stay in the house a couple of years. Right. So for whatever reason. Not a lot of motivation to move. Nobody's, right. Nobody, And, and there are sellers who just don't want people in their house due to COVID. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want people in here breathing all my stuff. Well, the thing is, as a seller... Sure, you could probably sell your house for top dollar right now, but where are you going to go? You're going to eat it on the other end. So might as well just stay put. Well, they need to go rent one of these investors' places because eventually the market will shift and they'll have made the good money on their sale. I actually got a call this week from a seller that said we were not planning to sell until the end of next year. So Mm -hmm. we still have like a year and a half. Yeah. But with the market doing what it's doing, we're thinking, let's just sell and go rent somewhere until we're ready to go where we're going next. I think that's genius. And that's what they're doing. If I was in a moment where I was going to be moving in the next two years, I would be fully open yeah, to that. Yeah, let's do it now. Let's do it <laughs> and then rent and then join back into the market when it's not so seller side, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the next part of that. When will it stop? I don't know. Okay. What do you Here's think? the article I read today. Home Buying Institute article said, this was from late late March 2021. Okay. Uh, and I'm quoting, one forecast predicted that the average rate for a 30-year fixed home loan would climb to 3.6% by the end of 2021. That's quite a bit higher than oh where gosh. we, I know, I'm, I can't even, hold on. That's quite a bit higher than where we are right now in late March with rates averaging around 3.0%. In January of 2021, the average rate was 2.65 on a 30-year. Um, 
and then I'm going to make my comment. 2.65 is stupid low, so that's part of the problem. Yeah. But, y'all, 3.6 isn't high. It's, it's not high enough to make, in my professional opinion, that wouldn't stop a single buyer I've no. ever worked with. Mm-mm. And it's certainly, so I think that's a laughable that, yeah. Oh, it's so high. Yeah. Super high. <laughs> rates are going up. Good news. Rates are going to go. <laughs> rates are going to go up and solve all of our problems. Well, mm-hmm. bad news. I don't think three six would stop anyone. No. From buying now. Yeah, your purchasing power from two six to three six is obviously different. Yes. But still. Okay, and here's the last um, quote from that article. According to a recent housing market report by Realtor.com, inventory levels continue to drop across much of the U.S. They reported a 50% decline, 50% decline in the number of homes for sale in March 2021 compared to a year earlier. To state it differently, the nation's housing market shrank by half in just one year's time. That is a staggering reduction in the number of homes for sale, especially when you consider that inventory conditions were already tight one year ago. Okay, so I can't tell you how many years you probably have been too. I've been saying to clients, well, inventory's pretty low. So you were already saying inventory's pretty low last mm-hmm. March, and now it's half. Right. It's half. Yeah, it's bad. Now it's like, I'm sorry, there are no houses for you to buy. Mm-mm. Okay, um, so that's the end of that article. Um, my thoughts after reading all this was that there really is not an, a, a soon end in sight for this. Right. Um, rising rates and home prices may slow down uh, the current pace, but I so for, it, I think it will slow it down from ridiculous, which is where right. we are right now, mm-hmm. to just hot, right? Mm-hmm. It's still going to be a hot market. Um, it's still going to be a seller's market for the foreseeable future is what this article was saying. They were saying well into 2022. Okay. So it's not all doom and gloom. No. Now we're going to tell you how to deal with this. Okay. Because that's really what this show is about. It's not about, oh, there's a problem. Right. Just gonna, Let's just talk and vent about this problem. We're just going to talk about it. <laughs> and we're going to be so sad. And we're going to tell all of our buyers that it's going to be terrible. Yeah, you can't buy a house right now. No. You guys came back with some great thoughts, advice. I had a seriously long list of tips for writing multiple offers. Okay. Okay. So you go. I've been monopolizing. You know what I have found interesting about this whole thing is that before all this craziness, I always heard about cities that had multiple offer problems all the time, like in California and like all these cities. Places where a lot of people are flocking in. Yes. Okay. What's interesting here is that it is pretty much everywhere. So widespread and in the weirdest places. Yeah. The weirdest place. Not just like Austin, Texas. It's like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's interesting. I mean, we're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Are we experiencing multiple offers? Yes. But, but I, don't, I don't think we're experiencing it like we are hearing about. No. Like We're not getting dozens of no, contracts. I, I feel like Six is sort of like that yes. number. Do yes. you? Like, yes. do you ever get more than six? No. I feel like it is a, if it's multiples, mm-hmm. it's either two or six. Right. <laughs> and I don't ever, I've never gotten more than 10. No, me neither. I've never gotten but more than 10. there are markets 10. where they're getting 20, 30, 50. We've talked about this before, but um, bless them. We're going to talk about dealing with that then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. So you're right. We're more levelized. I think that this is my prediction. We can listen to it in like 2025. <gasps> Great. We'll like and split, see we'll what split happens. <laughs> and then see what happens. 
I think that it is going to continue going up a little bit more and it's not going to crash. Like right. people keep asking, do you think if I buy a house now, I'm going to be, you know, totally upside down? And I don't think that's no, going to happen. I, I think either. it will plateau. Yeah, I think I could see that. And will kind of stabilize for a while. Yeah. And then it'll just be kind of back to the normal rate of appreciation. In 2025? By then. Okay. Like, I think the next I think the next two years we're looking at a low inventory, very competitive market. And at some point it will start stabilizing a little bit more. I agree. Okay. That's probably not what people really want to hear. I think it's good, though. I mean. It's fine. Look, I can think of worse things. Mm-hmm. No buyers in the market. Right. Everyone wants to sell their house. There's some sort of economic problem and you're stuck with it. A la 2007, mm-hmm. 8, mm-hmm. 9. I was there. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't And now fun. is a good time to reach out to all the people that are withdrawn or expired. Yeah, and right. <laughs> if that's your jam. Or if you if just ever had a listing that never sold and they decided to take it off the market to rent oh, it. Yeah. Call those people. Yeah. If, na- if you had the listing with a cell tower in the backyard or yep. on a busy mm-hmm. street or mm-hmm. something that maybe is a detriment to them. Sell it's, it now. It's time to sell. <laughs> it's time to sell. Okay. So um, we got some great ideas on ways to win. Okay. So we've done a whole episode before on writing offers you want to go back and listen to all the nuts and bolts. But here are some ways to win if you know you're in a multiple offer. Should we start like from the beginning of the process? Go for it. From the very beginning? Yeah, go. Here's something that's attractive to me. Okay. When I first list a house mm-hmm. and I get a email, text, call from mm-hmm. an agent that says, any offers on this house yet? Thank you for asking. I'm like, oh. Thank you for asking, and you must be really interested. Thank you. Right. You are hot. I heard from you first. Mm-hmm. So I think that reaching out quickly yeah. to the – and then saying, okay, awesome. Thank you for letting me know. I'm going to go show it today. Yeah. Getting there quickly. But I think that mm-hmm. it's like the listing agent just has you in their brain. Yeah, I agree. More than the others. I agree. Okay. What's okay. Um, well, while we're on listing agent, because I did get a great tip on that. Um, okay. Listing agents, use, utilize your realtor remarks. Please, because to um, be respectful of everyone's time, everyone's emotions, it's a hard, we're trying to help our buyers get through this without quitting, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So listing agents, use your realtor remarks. Put it in there if there is a preferred closing date, if there is a possession date that they need, um, like do they need to stay a week later, whatever. Are there any reserved items? A number one, all that needs to be in realtor remarks. Mm-hmm. Number two, include if there is a time when showings will stop and offers will be due or re- like slash reviewed. Okay. Okay. So you know you're going to have multiples. If you're in a market that always has multiples and you're the listing agent, yeah. please just put in the realtor remarks. Mm-hmm. Offers due by Tuesday at 5 p.m. Yep. Multiple offer, you know, we've already received multiple offers. Whatever mm-hmm. it's going to say, mm-hmm. but you need to tell. And then they don't have to call you. Yes. They don't have to harass. You're going to have 30. Let's just mm-hmm. say you're in a hot, hot market. Do you really want 30 showing agents beating down your door asking how many offers you have, when the offers are due? You mm-hmm. could just put it in the in the actual notes. So I, this is how I keep my updates. Um, I go into realtor remarks mm-hmm. and sometimes even in the public remarks. So change the first sentence to the remarks that the public sees yeah. and says, 
Multiple offers have been received on this property. We are calling for highest and best by 4 p.m. tomorrow. I, I think that's fair for and you to copy and to paste see it. it into mm -hmm. the realtor remarks mm -hmm. also. And then I copy and paste it into the showing time instructions. Yeah. So if somebody schedules an appointment on that house, it is sent to them immediately. They know. Yes, You don't they need to know. find me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really good way to handle it. Everyone needs to know. The public, the realtor, just get it all done. Um, okay, we'll come back to, to listing agents in a minute. So here are ways to win. Okay. What's your number one way? You tell me. I Like I said, I start off by just trying to communicate with the listing agent quickly getting there as quickly as possible, mm -hmm. and then helping my buyers understand that this has to happen quickly. Oh, I said so, quickly wait, a few times. I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> let's let's back it, back it up. We're going to okay. go backwards. The number one thing you need to do to win multiple offers is to start off your buyers with a conversation about the market before you're in the market. Right. Okay, buyer contacts you, they want to start looking, they're at $250,000 and everyone else is too, okay? Mm -hmm. We are doing them no favors by just saying, yes, I will show you the house on blah, blah, blah. Are you pre-approved? Okay, great, let's go. Mm -hmm. They need an actual come to Jesus before you have to do, like, hey, the market is competitive right now. Um, I need you to just be prepared. If you're not willing to, you know, be in a multiple offer situation, the area and the price you're looking at is, is going to be tough mm -hmm. because also none of us have time for them to learn this lesson the hard way Right on the third or fourth offer and the, you know, 10th and 12th showing. Okay. Well, you see, we keep losing them. Right. <laughs> I don't, uh -uh. no, 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 no. Right. We're going to start on the front end and you're going to tell them, I want this this whole process to be positive for you. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you go fall in love with a house, write an offer and get rejected. Right. Even if it only took one time to learn, that hurts. It's mm -hmm. not fun. Nobody's having fun then. And this is where communicating with your buyer's lender is super important. Yes. So I just had a buyer come to me and she was like, hey, Alyssa, we just got pre-approved and we're ready to buy. What are the next steps? Yeah. My thing was, hold on, let's back up. <laughs> right. And I sent her the questions. Who is your lender? Mm -hmm. What type of loan? Yeah. Did they go over monthly notes with you? Yeah. Did they give you closing costs? Yep. Did they give you a fees work? No. She basically knew who the lender was. And that she was pre-approved. Pre-approved in my Did not know quotes. what the monthly note looked like. Mm -hmm. Did not even think about closing costs, you know. and like, That's... That's the old way, friends. Right. We got to do the new way, which is I need to have every I dotted and T crossed pre-showing. Mm -hmm. And that, I, I'm not going to lie, that's probably going to mean some buyers don't work with you or don't shop mm -hmm. at all. That's like, okay. That's okay because it it's not going to do you any good because now you're having to spend more time with your buyers to see houses that mm -hmm. you lose in multiple offers, whether you write the best offer you can or not. Right. It's taking more time. So we don't have time to take someone who can't understand what's happening. Sure. And I think, and I, I'm having to tell my buyers, understanding these numbers up front is so important because yeah. in the moment of fighting for a house, we don't have time mm -mm. to run numbers and wait to hear back. We need to be no. confident going into it. Agree. So. Okay. Well, let's, why don't, why don't, before I give you all the ways to win, let's talk lenders then. Okay. Because I got some excellent tips from my favorite lender yesterday. Good. She says, and I agree with this 100%. 
Using a local lender will pay off in that if the listing agent recognizes the yes. name and reputation of your lender, especially in multiples, and let's just remove cash people out of the equation, mm -hmm. but especially in multiples, if the listing agent says, oh, I know her, never had a problem, always super professional, right. always gets it done on time, I'm confident there. Deal. Okay, that's helpful. So local lender. Now's not the time to show up with some... XYZ bank that no. says they're going to do it. No, 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 no. Right. Okay. Then she told me the lender can go higher on the interest rate to increase their lender credit for basically for first timers or anyone that needs closing cost assistance. So okay. you don't have enough money for your closing costs or all of it. Um, instead of asking the seller for that, because in mm. a multiple offer, that ain't going to fly. Right. The lender can increase the rate and give you some lender credits for those closing costs. Perfect. I mean, look. It's not ideal, but if that's the situation you're in. Well, it's not going to change your monthly note that much. No, it's really not. So I thought that was a good tip. The other one was, and I knew this was happening a lot, with, especially with that particular lender. At 20% down, they're hardly doing appraisals anymore. Mm -hmm. She said at 10% down, their office, and I, I might, it's not just them, um, can do, can basically run the address of wherever okay. you're going and find out if the property is eligible for a property inspection waiver slash appraisal waiver. Right. So do we need to go and do an appraisal? No. Well, hey, can you type in 123 Main Street before I head over there? Because if I know I'm going to write an offer and I know my client is putting 10% down and the lender that they have says 123 Main Street, yep, mm -hmm. not going to need an appraisal. Well, that's pretty awesome. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. That's a big deal for your clients that have to get a loan. Especially if you're going over asking. It's like, yeah, we're going over asking and we don't have to worry about it not appraising. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a huge, huge one. So you need to talk to your lenders and find out if they can do that. And if they don't, maybe now's the time to shop for a lender who can. Mm -hmm. um, and then she said you could also share your lender's reviews as a way to give the listing agent confidence. So oh, that's a good idea. Hey, maybe you do or it, you don't know who this lender is or what either way. Here are their reviews. Mm -hmm. I've been working with them for 10 years. They always do a good job. Here are the reviews. Now you feel a little better. When I do email the listing agent, the offer, I will copy the lender yeah. on the email and yeah. say the pre-approval letter is attached. The lender is copied on this email. You mm -hmm. have our permission to ask the yeah. lender any questions that you need to ask yeah. to feel comfortable moving forward. We yeah. will get this thing to the closing table. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. So all of those things are happening before you start looking for houses. Oh, yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, in your candid convo with your buyer, um, also figure out what their budget is and shop under it. Right. Like we, if we're in the hottest mm -hmm. price range and you're okay at right at 250 is as high as you can go, it's time to start shopping at 230. Right. Like because you're going to be going over a bit. It doesn't make sense. Um, also... That's a good point. I had a lot of people, we might come back to this, but a lot of people asking the question of when do you tell your buyer it's not okay to make that purchase over list price? Or like, how do you advise them if you feel like it's, I'm doing my air quotes, overpriced or going outside of like, if you're going so much over list price? Mm -hmm. Do you have thoughts on this? I make it very clear to them that I am strictly here as an advisor and to make them think through every scenario. Yeah. So I tell them, I have a buyer right now that has said, you know, I'm okay with paying a little bit more if it's a house I love because sometimes things aren't an investment always. You know, sometimes yeah. it's just because that's where I want to live and enjoy my life there. Right. And you might pay more for that. 
Um, but also I tell them to evaluate. I say, you know, your personal finances better than I do. Yeah. You know, your time frame with how long you could live here. Um, you know, your monthly budget, yeah. you know, all those mm-hmm. things. It is my job to show you the facts and data of yep. the market yeah. through comps mm-hmm. and what's going on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to make that decision. Well, and why, why it's all, this is a really big, why are you buying a house? Right. Like, you're right. Every day you wake up with a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. What is the reason that you're making this purchase? I mean, it the numbers don't always, I think, make the end decision. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of realtors, and I have gotten calls of people being like, what do you say? <laughs> and I'm not here to give them the answers. No. It's not our job. It's it's really it's, a liability to give them the answers. Quite honestly, so, I think you probably want to make sure that's in writing in an email that yes. says, here's the market report. Yep. Uh, you know, I will do whatever you want, mm-hmm. but I cannot guarantee that in three years, the value will be the same. Right. Uh, but you'll have lived there for three years. Mm-hmm. But maybe you want to live there. Like I probably, if I knew someone was buy, like selling in two years, I, I'd be a little more yes strict with the advice. Yes. Like, hey, I, I really can't tell you to go $20,000 over this already at hot top of market mm-hmm. and know that you're going to try and sell in two years. Right. Unless you're okay with selling it for less than you buy it for. Yeah. Do you have savings? What does your right. savings look like? Y'all know your numbers. Uh, exactly. And I'm just here to give you the reality yep. of what's going on right now. And I can't tell you what it's going to look like in five years or three years or yeah. next year. I, I know. don't know. I know. I know. But I think that we know the things to think about. Yeah. And we just have to tell them, these are the scenarios mm-hmm. that you need to go think through. Because they really just want you to give them the stamp of approval on mm-hmm. what they're choosing. And you're right. I can't be that for you in this market. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I can I can give you data. Mm-hmm. And so, at the end of the day, you have to make the decision that's best for you. Agree. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to Hustle Humbly podcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're going to love it change your life literally fired my assistant (laughs) they are the best enjoy the template yes enjoy okay are you ready for some ways to win yeah okay number one clean offer Mm. please don't start throwing in anything extra no home warranties No home warranty. Oh, my word. If your client needs one so bad, they can buy it. You can buy it. Whatever floats your boat. But don't make the seller buy it. And don't even write it in there because it's just a term. Right. That makes them have to read more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. 
offering people to stay in the house rent-free a month or so if they need longer possession. I think that needs to probably be an automatic right. if you're in a hot, hey, look, you're worried about buying a house? No worries. I'll let you stay in this one for a whole month for free, two months, whatever it's going to take. Like, I don't. I just need your house. And the good thing is when you buy a house, your mortgage skips a month. Yeah, so you can so do it. So if you buy in June, your first mortgage payment is due in August. Yeah. So you have a free July. I say, quote, unquote, Free. But um, your mortgage payment is not due in July. So you could use that to your advantage. I agree. That's a good tip. Okay. <laughs> the next tip was ways to win cash. <laughs> pay cash. Just Thanks. pay cash. Yeah. Not everyone can do this, but no, okay, no, fine. No. Yeah. Um, remove appraisal clauses. If you're mm-hmm. cash, you surely better not have an appraisal clause. Right. Like you either want it at that price or you don't. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But also putting in there maybe um, in the event of a low appraisal, buyer is willing and able to pay up to 5000 Yeah, give it some dollar appraised yeah, value. I think that's or fair. Or six or seven or whatever your savings will allow. Yeah. So that they're, because I think that what we're seeing, and I'm going through this right now and it's quite frustrating. The offers are going higher, higher, higher because buyers and agents know, well, it's contingent on appraisal. And then they're like, it's not going to appraise, right. so I don't care. It's so, like funny money. Yeah, like, we're just trying to win. This isn't, I I have had this happen too. And, and I've then also it doesn't ha- appraise. Well, I've all, but wait, here's the funny thing. I've, I've been on the listing side of that this year where it's like, I think these people are playing with funny money because they're just like throwing out. 13,000 over list when they could have got it for 2,000 over list. And I'm like, right. are they just picking a random right. number because they don't think it'll appraise? Because I didn't think it was going to appraise. And you know what I had to tell my seller? Please do not count these dollars until Mm-mm. Mm-mm. this has appraised. And don't you know, that son of a gun appraised. And I was like, well, good for you, Mr. Yes, seller. Congrats. What You know what? Nothing ceases to amaze me anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're right about that. Um, and I have one right now that didn't appraise okay. by $25,000. Very oh my sad God. day. Um, and we cannot get a second appraisal because it's a VA loan. And VA and FHA, like, it is with Did the your dad property. get an earful on this? <laughs> <laughs> Being, like, the go-to VA right, appraiser? I know. I know. We were like, because he couldn't appraise it because it's you. Yeah, he can't take He it. probably saw it come through and was like, Rap. Can't take this one. Can't do it. Best of luck. And, and failure. But that's something to look for as a listing agent is, like, what type of loan are they doing? Yeah. And in the event of a low appraisal, conventional is much easier to do an appraisal dispute. Yeah. With conventional, you yeah. can usually order a second one if you just really feel like you got a bad appraisal. Yeah. So yeah, this one, the next tip was, well, remove appraisal clauses, but 20% down with an appraisal waiver. So that goes back to the lender tips. Like, okay, what if we don't need to get one at all? Just because I have a loan doesn't mean I have to have an appraisal. So just look into that with your lender. That's awesome. Um, few or no contingencies. So basically just like, I am seeing shorter inspection periods, which I, I appreciate, appreciate. Instead of 10 days, I'm getting seven or I'll eight. I'll tell you who doesn't appreciate that. Who? The home inspectors. Oh, I know. I they bet are they are slammed. slammed. They are so slammed. Slammed. Right okay. But agree. Shorten those deadlines. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Someone suggested in, in the, in my, when I was asking, over asking price, eight to 9%. I thought it was interesting mm, that they gave it a percentage. That is interesting. I was like, oh, that must be common in their market. But that brings up a good point. Learn your market. Mm-hmm. If you're in a particular neighborhood where houses are selling at X, know what it is X over. Well, hey, I've got, it's sort of like just a next level CMA. Well, I know that the houses are worth this. And now I can see that they're selling at 10% over list. Mm-hmm. So 
there figure we go. out what that person figure is. out what the number is i also feel like you know a lot for let's just for example say the house is you know 225 mm-hmm. i feel like most people would be like 230 let's go 5000 over asking yeah you wouldn't go to like but how many would go 6000 right or like 6300 oh, uh, num- <laughs> i think odd numbers work yes like it, and if it's a luxury home people might say well let's do 10000 over no. asking well how many people are doing 11 or 12000 yeah 125 12 right 12499 right make them be like wow they really thought about <laughs> that so i got a contract for $355,333 they love the number 3 they did I, I love them for it. So that's amazing. Well, and I they think, won. Good, great, perfect tip. Fine. Good. Um, quick closing. Yes. I mean, look, you're Linder, but I did also, and it's probably coming up. Um, full pre, it's the next thing. Full pre-approval and underwriting done up to appraisal helped with helped this um, agent win with two buyers. What do you mean? So, so basically, the lender was done. With all of the loan stuff for the buyer, all they needed was the appraisal, and they're done. They're yeah. done. They're not. We're not waiting on docs. And we're insurance. Not, we're we're and done yeah. with. Because look, they can underwrite your buyer. Yeah. Before they get a address, they can. It's mm-hmm. possible. Um, escalation clause. Yep, I've been using them lately. Okay, tell me how you write yours. Let's see. Buyer to so obviously, let's say the price is two thirty. Okay. Okay. Um, the purchase agreement will say two thirty seven. Okay. And then buyer is willing to pay one. I think I think one thousand is not quite enough. Mm-hmm. I think two thousand at least, depending okay. on the price range. Do you feel like you need to make it weird, like twenty two hundred? Maybe. <laughs> but you right now you're doing two thousand. I think it needs to be at least fifteen hundred, depending okay. on the price point. Got it. Um, buyer is willing to pay up to 15 buyer is willing to pay $1500 over the highest offer the seller receives up to pick a number yeah. whether that number is 240 mm-hmm. to 241 yeah. so in increments of 2000 up to a number yes or 1500 so or we will pay this mu- up to this much do you put and in- then i put seller must provide thank you um, and i think uh i just started adding highest net offer seller must provide next highest net yeah. offer Something like that. Seller must provide the offer, the highest, the second, the highest offer received to enforce the escalation clause. Yeah. So that way, because here's what's happening. Maybe the offer was, oh, well, we got an offer for 235. So now you're going in place at 237. Mm-hmm. We need to review that contract. And that's where you have to put highest net, net offer. That's key. Because what if that offer was 235, but they asked for 6,000 in closing costs? Yeah, that's not. That's not. Don't, but I can see where there's legally yes, is, legally. A, gray, is mm-hmm. a very gray area. So you need to include the word net, net. offer yep. on your escalation clauses. Mm-hmm. So that way. I love it. And then, you know, that the seller must provide documentation of the highest offer. Yeah. To prove that, to put the escalation clause into effect. Yeah. I mean, I can't just take your word for it. Right. I Please. need to see what's really <laughs> right. happening. Right. I need to see it. Okay. Um, we've already said this. Shop below max price. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be shopping at your max price anymore. Inspections for information only. Mm. I know. My only issue with saying that up front is that you don't know what you're agreeing to. I have also heard people say they were putting in inspections um, and no re- repairs requested under $5,000. So basically, if I fail in a major repair, mm. I would have an option to ask for it. But if I fail in a bunch of rinky-dink under 5000 stuff... 
I'm not bothering yeah, I definitely you. think that's harder because you just don't know what it's you're saying. It's really hard. And the next one was inspection scheduled for a day or two after offer deadline and let the agent know, like, with your offer. Like, I've already scheduled an inspection for tomorrow. You know, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, that's fine. The inspections are the hardest part, I think. Yes. Because even your cash buyer, you want them to know what they're getting themselves into. Right. But... What's their threshold for pain? I am getting cancellations too because in the moment of the multiple yeah, offer situation, that's they're common. like, hurry, hurry. And then now that it's reserved and it's theirs they're and like, they have a minute to breathe and I, look, I've they're changed like, my mind. you know, I don't want this. Thank you though. And then all the other people can right, have it or be starting over. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Well, inspections, I'm still on the fence about this. Okay. Um, if paying over asking, this was Gene, yes. Mm. If paying over asking, pay the seller's closing cost. Example, the actual commission. The, like, let's just say it's $20,000. Okay. So the buyer wants to pay. Let's say they, they're okay with paying $20,000 over list price to get it, but they don't think it's going to appraise. Well, now we can alleviate the seller's appraisal concerns by saying, I'm not paying twenty thousand over in price. I'm gonna pay list price, and I'm gonna pay your closing cost. Huh. Do you follow what I'm saying? But would they have to pay that cash? I don't have a pocket. Clue. I, I I don't know how it would work financially on the with the lender side closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just like going out and buying a whatever. Buy a like. Yes, they might have to pay it directly to this. I don't know. Y'all you'd can, have to have the cash. I think. I think so. I think you'd have to have the cash. But then what was the, y'all can do some research on that. But I did think it was interesting. That is. Like pay something for the seller. Mm -hmm. I had someone post that they they also gave the seller one year of Netflix. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like it's not even worth that much money, but I was like, okay. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, and while we're on that and it being silly and funny, y'all stop. Y'all stop it with the memes. Y'all stop it right now. We've already talked about it one or two times. I had someone repost it in our stories yesterday. We're scaring the public. Yes. We're making sellers think that they're super, like, you know. They don't need us. We don't, they don't need this us. Easy. And they can have whatever they want and they're going to get the buyer's firstborn child and a lung and all this. Don't. Stop it. Um, okay. Um, pay title fees. Okay. That was one of them. Kill listing agent with kindness. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> don't kill her. Don't don't kill it. Oh my god, I think I saw a headline the other day where a buyer's agent had put a padlock on the fence so that <gasps> no other showings could go. That's terrifying. I mean, that's just illegal. But yeah. Y'all, it's getting crazy out there. It is. Okay, kill a listing agent with kindness. Y'all know what that means. Well, who do you want to work with? You know? And right. hey, don't be texting and emailing them at midnight. <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah, it's not urgent. You better be taking them a bottle of wine and getting them a spa day. Um, lender calls the listing agent. Okay. So lender's going to yeah. like, you know. Um, I love this one because anyone can do this no matter who the buyer is, no matter what their financial situation is. Make a make an offer summary. So like a cover letter yeah. that says, here are all the terms. I'm not gonna make you dig through this. If you're having oh, if you're having right, to go right, through right. 30 here. offers and Here's I make our offer. I'm gonna make Here's this as breakdown easy as possible. Offer. Yes. So it said and you do this, I think. Present presentation is everything. Yes. All docs in one PDF with a cover sheet with the terms outlined. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So get all of that going there. 
Um, call the listing agent from the get-go to build rapport. And that's just like what you said. Reach out from the minute it hits the market. Hey, house looks great. I'm sure you'll have multiple offers. Um, we're going to go see it right away or, you know, what, whatever you want to say. Would love to work with you. My go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, good, earnest money. I mean, this is should be obvious, but let's give a decent deposit, my friends. I've had people write in their deposit to be non-refundable. Uh, I think that's fair. No matter what, during uh, inspections or whatever the case may well, be, like so, if we cancel, you get my money. Okay, I'm so glad you said that because Alan, our good friend Alan, yeah, who's a newer agent, said he has won a couple of multiples against seasoned agents recently with option money, which is what you're saying. Hmm. Basically, they had earnest money, so a deposit, which was going to go back to the buyer, and then they had option money, which could be five hundred to a thousand dollars or more than that, mm-hmm. that's for the seller in the event it, it doesn't close for any reason. So, hey seller, for thank you for taking your home off the market. I am gonna give you this option money to for you as a thank you. And then he sent me a really nice, I'm gonna find it and read it, um, like kind of description of how he, because it was actually in their Georgia purchase agreement, option money. Yeah. And no one uses it. And so he was like, well, shoot, it's in here. I'm going to start using it. And it was working. And I'm like, well, that's genius to just use what's already in your contract. Right. But I do think that... um, it, it it was it's important that you tell the listing agent what that is mm-hmm. because if it's not a common practice in your market or if your sell if your buyer's doing something out of the box mm-hmm. we'll explain it to them i mean what if they don't know what's going on he says when i send the offer i'm now explaining the option money to the listing agent in terms they could use to tell their seller so here's the quote my buyer is also including option money as a guaranteed amount of money for your sellers in the extremely rare case something happens that causes the deal to fall through i like the way you said that extremely rare i don't think this is gonna happen right Think of it as, thank you for holding your house off the market for me money. Aww. I think that's, look, y'all, I think that makes sense. The last deal, the other realtor had no clue what it was, and thus, without my explanation, wouldn't have been able to help the seller see how good our offer really that's was, awesome. yeah. even if it was not the highest purchase price. So I thought that was a really helpful tip yeah. that anyone could do, and it doesn't have to be a lot of money, but it's like, here, it's sort of like a really nice, good faith or a nice gesture, like, hey... Thank you. And I guess we'll go back to that. But I thought that was very helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, because I I wanted to say something else. Thank you for holding your house off the market for for me. me. Because I think this is a a nice way to say it to the seller without getting into the, let's just do it right now, without getting into the slippery slope of the love letter. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, I've read some articles. I've been trying to research. The love letter is a potential fair housing violation. You know, where you're Even buyer, if we as the agents don't have anything to do with it. Yeah, because fair housing is a law that applies to all people, not realtors. Okay. It's a law. It is a law. Okay. And your buyers, look, even if your buyer takes their love letter over to the seller's door and puts it up there or hands it to them and you don't even know about it, they're in violation of fair housing. Of course, you're not going to get into trouble for that. But it's still the law. And the law is in place for a reason. So I want you all to really think through what is the purpose of that law? And I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to give you legal advice. Um, But what's the purpose? It's supposed to keep the playing field level, right? Right. And if you're saying like, hey, I'm 
want to start my family here and we have kids and a dog and blah, blah, blah. That could be discrimination. Um, yeah, familial status. Yes. Now, even so right there, no, ma- no matter what type of familial status you have, single, married, kids, whatever, just saying what you are is that. But a lot of people put a photo in there. Yeah. And then you're talking about all the things. Right. What you look like and what your family right. looks like. No, and- no, no, no. No. So just be mindful as a listing agent. Um, and someone even told me that NAR a few years ago used to teach this as a strategy. I have not confirmed that to be true. Um, that writing a letter. That Yeah, writing the love letter as a strategy to you know win multiple offers. Um, I don't know what NAR's stance is currently on it, but I have... I can see where there might be a, a, a real fair housing issue. Yeah. And um, I don't think you need it if you do all the other things right. And as a listing agent, you're not supposed to present them if it's a fair housing issue. And as a buyer's agent, you're not supposed to send it. So right. I'm not the authority. Y'all can go check it out. But mm-hmm. it brings up a really good point. Right. I mean, you don't want to... I want the playing field to be levelized. I don't want to... Uh, contribute to that type of discrimination. Sure. Okay. So I'm pinning that, but y'all be careful with that. Um, Okay. Reduce the commission to help cover an appraisal gap. So you, I guess, would have the option, if that's something you want to do, to cover an appraisal gap with your commission. No, thank you. I'm going to take pass. Okay. But I guess... Some people. It could happen. Felt like that was helpful. Um, Commit funds if property doesn't appraise. We already said this. Like, say, hey, if the appraisal is low, we're going to commit X dollars to that. Okay. Um, Shorten or remove as many buyer outs as possible. Yes, we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. An as-is addendum. I mean, we have an as-is within our purchase agreement. But I guess some people need to add that on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we talked about the option money. Perfect. That's what I got. I like it. Were some of those helpful? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, what else? Do you want to add any to that? Um, I think just as a listing agent, really making sure that you are looking at the loan types. And, you know, I like the strategy. This is what I do. I have my lender template. Hey, I've received an offer. Mm-hmm. Um with a pre-approval letter from you due to the nature of our market right now, I want to make sure you're confident getting us to the closing table. Yep. I have a few questions below. The contract is attached. Mm-hmm. How long does it take that lender to respond? Yeah, you need to know. And sometimes they never respond. You're doing this as the listing agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, lender of A, B, and C responded immediately. And right. lender of C and D offer never mm-hmm. even got back to me. Yeah. So... So take me through that. We're talking about as the listing agent, how do you figure out which one to take, right? Yes. And how do yes. you just logistically get through this? Mm-hmm. Um, I also have people saying they were using spreadsheets to help the sellers quickly review and make a decision for two reasons. One, because it's hard to review 30 offers, right? It's hard right. to review 10. Honestly, it's tough on six. Right. I mean, you gotta, you're got you splitting hairs. You need to have columns in the spreadsheet that kind of goes through every term. Um, but the other part that I hadn't really given a lot of thought to was, do, do this method so that your sellers can make a quick decision so that you can put these poor buyers out mm-hmm. of their misery and back into the market quickly. Mm-hmm. They're waiting on you oh. to say if you if they get the house. I didn't tell you something. What? Okay, so I, I listed a house. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? It looks serious. I listed a house that got six offers. Magic okay. number six. Okay. All right. We, I listed it and the showings just started mm-hmm. coming in my inbox. And you know. I mean... Tons of showings. You know, yeah. 
I got the first offer within like two hours of listing. Okay. I use showing time mm-hmm. to communicate to mm-hmm. everybody. And then I also copy and pasted it into realtor remarks. Okay. So I got the first offer. Mm-hmm. And I said, I use showing time to say, I just want to let you know mm-hmm. we have received an offer. It has a response time of 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. If you're interested, I need to know by 2 p.m. Please let me know as soon as possible. Right. Within 20 minutes, my phone rings and mm-hmm. it's the buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. Um, my client is not happy that you are using his offer to solicit other offers. That's how this works. <laughs> and I said, and this is an agent that knows that. Because they're just trying to bully you, though. And I think that their client was like, how? Oh, and you kind of get riled up. Hey, do you, you know, know what? Their client would not have even known you did that unless their agent unless you told, told them. them. Unless you told them. Yeah. So don't get me down that path. Right, right, right. Every, and I said... <laughs> Uh, let's see. What's a good fake name? Samantha. <laughs> Guess what, Samantha? That's how this works. That's how it works. And I did not do anything wrong or unethical. Nope. And nope. I am sorry that your client is upset. Further, you're actually, whether you're shopping the offer or not, it doesn't matter. You're letting the other people know who are showing yes, it and I that there that. is a deadline. I said, I like to know when I am showing yeah. houses with the status of that property. Surely Samantha wants to know too. Right. So Samantha actually kind of apologized. She's like, I know, I'm sorry. He's just really upset. And I'm like, well, don't call me. It's not my not my issue. Don't tell him. Right. Don't tell him that. So anyway, I said, but He's just really upset. Yeah. So then we did, he did get, the house? get no. <laughs> so then we did <laughs> oh, get no. it gets better. You just wait. We did get multiple offers. Right. So next email goes out. Oh God. Um to her before the 3 p.m. deadline. And to everybody. Yeah. Uh, this is just a notification that we have received multiple offers on this property. We are calling for highest and best by 4 p.m. tomorrow. Okay. Please let me know if your client will be resubmitting an offer. Well, she is just, her client is so upset. Here's the thing. I don't really blame the other agent, but she did keep calling me. And, and she wasn't like, she's like, well, my client is upset. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm to I'm not try. trying to upset. But I'm just doing what I need to do for my seller. And I said, would they like to revise their offer? To be highest and best? No, they want to leave their offer as is. Fine. I will have a response. She's like, well, he wants a response now. I said, well, then the answer's no. No. There you go. If you want to answer now, the answer's no. Or you can resubmit for highest and best tomorrow. Like, here's the tomorrow. thing. You don't make the rules in yeah. a seller's market. Right. You don't make the rules. You yes. get to play by the rules. So. Oh, no. At the end of the day, we had six offers. Uh-huh. And I. Was, was he even close? He was last. He was like, dead. He thought, last. but here's why. He thought the method was I'll go in first yes. and make you j- decide. First is not the winner. No, best. Best is the winner. Right, right. And um, and nicest. You were not very. You no, weren't okay. very nice. So then oh we my God. we went with the highest. Right now, here's the thing that I have now six emails to six contracts to. Place the signature tabs. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So I emailed everybody that was being rejected. Uh I just want to let you know, we ended up having a total of six offers. Mm -hmm. We do have one accepted and we are putting one in place as a backup. Mm -hmm. I will send you the signed rejection shortly. That's what it said. And I copy and pasted that to four people. Okay. Offer number one got accepted. Offer number two got put in place as a backup. Mm-hmm. And then I was just going to, and this is also all happening on a Sunday. Keep yeah, in mind. of course. So um, 
Monday morning, I planned to email out all four all rejections. Yeah. Okay. I got the first two done, done. but of I course. let them all the, the they other knew. four. They, they knew. knew, and I said it will be coming. Okay. Okay. Um, my seller calls me. I just got a really nasty phone call from someone, and they were asking me if my agent delivered their offer to them. And I've said, I'm like, I already know who this is. Okay. I'm was like, it so the first one? It was. It you was the are first. Lying. They found my seller's contact information. Okay. This is not acceptable. Not acceptable. And I called the agent. So I said, well, what did they say? Well, they were trying to say that you never presented our offer because they haven't gotten the signed rejection back. And this is that evening. So, like, it's not even been two hours. You could, I haven't even. You could have been in the middle of doing it. I Yeah, exactly. So, um, but but I let them know that. That's why they were know, trying to, like, get you right, caught up in right. something. So, I said, we do have a disgruntled buyer. I didn't inform you of it. Because you didn't I'm sorry. need to know because yeah. that's your job. That's my job to carry that burden for you. But yeah. he has now called you. Oh. So, I'm sorry. So, I called the agent and she's like, Did, I'm so So, the buyer sorry. called the, the seller? The buyer called the seller and was like, how many, what, did you get your offer? Like, I don't think your agent gave you our offer. And he said, well, we got a lot of offers. Right, and I don't know I'm who you are. sure we reviewed all of them. We had like six, I think. And he said, then the guy hung up on him. Shut up. So I called the other agent. I said, I just want to let you know this happened. And she said, I am so sorry. And I just want to let you know that they are not answering my phone calls any longer either. But I will tell them that, you know, this is inappropriate. We can't be doing this. Okay. So it's over. Okay. Fast forward two weeks. I am served a letter last week. From a lawyer? From the Louisiana Real Estate Commission. They turned you in? They turned me in to the Louisiana Real Estate Commission. Oh, my word. Saying that I did not present their offer and that I did not give them the sign. And I gave them the signed reject. Rejection Monday morning. So they have it's it. It's done. It's done. Done. I don't know at what point they reported me, but they're saying that Surely they not Sunday got, night. I don't know. They already Maybe. had it Monday morning. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they did it Sunday night. So what do you have to do now? Even though I have all my paper, I still have to go to like real estate court. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I've had to go to real estate court too. But you know so what? So I'm having to get, but I call, so my broker, it goes to your broker. Yeah, right. So Connie calls me. She's like, yeah. okay, Alyssa, here's what's happening. And, uh, a buyer has reported you. You she, were like, oh. And I went, is this for you know, Main Street? Yeah. Don't <laughs> she, say it. I know. She goes, it is. And I was like. I know who that is. Okay, I know. I understand. And she was, I said, well, Connie, are you upset about this? Are you mad at me? And she was like, no. She's no. like, no. She said, Alyssa, I think we are going to see this happening more and more. I agree. So this is all of this really to say that you really need to be crossing your T's and dotting yes, your I'm I's on the listing side. and keeping things via email yep. so that you can prove that you handle you're things gonna be, appropriately. Yeah, you're going to be roped into lawsuits with these people who are just mad because they can't yes, find a house. Just, yeah, and you know, you can... <laughs> accuse somebody of anything and, yes you, you know can. even though i'm did everything right i still have to go through this process uh, which is time consuming yes it's very 
So you need hard. to be really mindful of your systems yeah. right now because yeah. if you are not handling every buyer in the same manner, yeah. they could easily accuse you of uh-huh. whatever they want to accuse you oh of. Oh, my God. So your paper trail really needs to not – like phone mm-hmm. calls do not need to be happening because yeah. you cannot prove a phone call. No, you're right. That's true. I'm going to need it on, in an email. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. Very terrible. Thank you. That's a very helpful story. That, yeah. I'll that, let you know how it plays out. I'm sorry you're having to deal with that. Yeah, it's okay. It's a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here, how about a few questions? Okay. All right. Question number one. What do you, or we kind of cover this. What do you think about buyers wanting to waive inspections to get into the house? I don't like it. I don't like it either, but also not my business to make up my buyer's mind. Sure. Like I will tell you my thoughts. Yeah. In writing probably. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And they even have like a, the form you ask them to sign saying, I I don't want an inspection. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, when as long people, as you're covered, I, if that's what they want to do. But I, I hate it too, because, but also this is a good time to remember, this is why you need to be paying attention when you go into houses and hopefully you can catch some red mm-hmm. flags just from sheer knowledge of homes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that was one. Escalation clause, yay or nay? Yay. On the buyer side and the seller side? Yeah, I like them both You don't ways. care. Yeah. You're never upset about them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how do you educate clients on writing a competitive offer without overwhelming them? Mm-hmm. I think that all that discussion needs to happen before the heat of the moment. Agree. So that way, in the heat of the moment, when they're like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> they're not taking it all in. it's already yes. stressful. Yes. If, That's why the upfront homework yes. is so important. If, as a buyer, I came into the market and I, let's just say you're a first time buyer. You don't know any different. If your right. agent tells you multiple offers are going to happen in your area and price range, we're going to be competitive. This is how we're going to be competitive. Then they're not going to say, I'd like to make an offer for 10000 less than list price. You're going to be like, that's not how this is going right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, any tips and tricks for discouraged buyers? I think it's just like, you know, reminding them that they need to keep in mind what their goal is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's okay to wait if you have time to wait. Maybe, that was the next thing I was going to say. You know, if you're really stressing out and it's just not going well, maybe it's not the right time if you have more time yeah, in your lease. We have or... to be able to say to our buyers, mm-hmm. this isn't working. No. You're not competitive with what we're seeing. We can mm-hmm. try for a while, but you're getting, you know, discouraged and it's not I don't see it getting better. Right. There's not going to be this magical seller that doesn't care about your 100% loan and Mm -hmm. this price range and this neighborhood. Like, I'm sorry, maybe. Mm -hmm. And this is going to lead right into my other point. Maybe it's time for you to take a step back, stay Mm -hmm. in your rental, work on saving up a bigger down payment. Because do you, (laughs) this is so true and so crazy. We've been telling buyers for years, you don't need 20% down to buy. (laughs) <laughs> now you do. <laughs> now you might. Yeah, it, it helps. Or th- at least the 10 with a lender who can waive your re- appraisal. Right. Like now, all this time we've been beating it into the buyer's brains. You don't need 20% down to buy. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're not competitive anymore. So you're right. A loan exists for you, but a seller doesn't exist for you. Right. That's hard. Yes. Um, okay. Um, any thoughts on being a new agent without a reputation to lean on in multiples? Like, Mm-hmm. I think just the way that you conduct yourself yeah. and the way the offer is written and the delivery and the yeah. time frames and the communication, blowing the socks off the listing agent by your professionalism yeah. is all you need. Because there are a lot of seasoned agents who are not going to do 
Oh no, an no. offer cover letter right, and get right. your all the docs signed in in one PDF and right. get their lender copied on an email. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are not going to do all that. Um, okay, how high is too high where you don't feel comfortable with your client going there? I let them make that call based on yeah. the numbers I have given them. I think that's fair. I can't get. I tell them I cannot give you the magic number. No. And here is why I like keeping all of the offers private. Yeah. I understand that we are technically allowed to say, hey, guys, we have seven offers and here they are. Yeah. What I don't like about that is people just start getting ridiculous. Yeah. I want the buyers going in blind mm-hmm. and having to decide what is the house worth, worth to, to me. me. Yeah. And then as a listing agent, I see, okay, this person wants it the most. Yeah. And then even as the on the buyer side, if we lose, I have had that conversation with my buyer that, look, when I say your highest and best, I can't tell you what that number is. You have to decide what is the house worth to you. And if you want to offer $257,000 and I have to come back and tell you that we lost, your response is going to be, then that wasn't the one. That's, because that's I was not I willing to, to go up to yeah. $258,000. Right, that's it. And then we're all at peace. Yeah. So it's just Yeah, you don't decided. want them to come back to you and be like, you didn't tell me the right thing. Right. Yeah, right. I think that's fair. Um, I have a story and then I have a, a personal question. Okay. <laughs> Not about you. Stop. Okay. <laughs> um, so this year in um, my multiple, one of my multiple offer situations as the listing agent, my seller received, I think it was four or the magic six. I don't okay. remember which one. Let's call it at least four offers. I think it was six. And... Um, as they're coming in and we've got like a, a highest and best dead lo- deadline in place, one of the offers, you know, the agent had been communicative with me. Things were fine. Well, I guess the um, buyer, their buyer, had uh, knew the sister of the seller. Okay? okay. So basically the the sister who was friends with the buyer came to my seller and said, it wasn't buyer directly to seller. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a middle acquaintance. Okay basically these are my friends and they're so great and you need to sell them the house and blah 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 and here's my mr seller telling them oh well you know we have multiple offers and um i think you know we would be maybe willing to pay some closing costs i'm like no no Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. no that and so the wife calls me oh husband seller's been on the phone with so and so doing this and that i'm like Mm-mm-mm. no 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 he is not allowed to talk to anyone else for the next X hours until right. we're done. Right. This is what you're paying me for. Right. You're going to mess it up without even realizing you messed it up. Right. You're going to cost yourself $5,000 over saying something like, well, we'd be willing to pay some closing costs. Sure. So it was just really funny to me because don't t- you have to tell your seller up front. Right. I am going to work to get you the most amount of money, the best deal, the best buyer, whatever it is we're trying to do here, the quickest close, the whatever your goal. Whatever you need. What in the world? Ask your sellers what the goal is. Y'all can't assume it's money. I really like how you said in the beginning, putting in the realtor remarks, this is the seller's ideal close date. They would like to keep their refrigerator and their drapes, blah, blah, blah. Like tell them what you want. Yes. So when they write the offer, you get what you want. Exactly. Exactly. Don't make me go back and forth. I would much prefer to just sign accepted. Right. It's going to save me some time. For sure. Um, Okay. And then the last thing that I have here is my question for you. Um, How do you get a backup in place? Logistically, I don't know why I cannot, for some reason, I I am not good at this. This is where I think I'm going wrong. You tell me. 
you get six offers, offer best offer number one is put in place. You put offer number two in place as it's written. Yes. I, in some alternate universe, thought, well, I would counter offer two to the same as offer one and say, do you want to be back up the same? My thought is, I've already called for highest and best. And that's what theirs was. And this is their highest and best. But so, and if okay. seller is happy with it, mm-hmm. if they would be just as happy, like if this offer falls through, maybe the next offer is two or 3000 less, but still much more than we ever thought we'd get. So it's fine. It's fine. And so, that's how, so you just sign it the way it was written. No, I do you have to send do a counter that okay. says, this offer is being accepted as a backup offer. In the event that okay. offer number one is declared null and void, this offer will be put into place effective immediately. And then I have my client sign it, and then I just send it okay. to the other agent mm-hmm. and say, I like, I don't ask them, would you like to be a backup? You just send it. I just send it and say, okay. if they would like to be a backup, here's our counter offer accepting you as a backup. I like it. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see where I needed to. Like my, so this morning I got a cancellation. Mm-hmm. We had two offers on this property. Mm-hmm. We did not put the second offer in place as a backup. Because it, it wasn't was as just, high? Yeah. It was just really, Yeah, they asked for a lot of things. And so we're going back on the market. Because you, you didn't want the second offer. We didn't offer. want the backup offer. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. Sure. I'll be so improved. Okay, are you Yeah, good? we need a toast. We're at 62 minutes. I, th- there was a lot of information here. This and is a big topic do, right do you, now. Do you know what is really ironic? Whenever people started asking for this months ago, I was like, I don't, our market isn't that hot. I don't yeah. know what value yeah. we can provide. Like, I'm a little worried that I won't give good advice. All right, let's do a toast. Okay. Insert toast. Um, this toast is from... Sarah Beth Ramsey. Okay. I know you like to know where she is, Mm -hmm. but I don't actually know that. Okay. Okay. She would love to toast to Erica Van Diesel. She began working as an agent in October and had an uphill road getting up and going in such a difficult time. But she stuck through it and recently closed her first transaction. Her perseverance has definitely inspired me as I've made the decision to get my license and begin my business. Oh my God, Sarah does. This is so exciting. That is. She's a kind and empathetic person and I'm so excited that she's seeing her hard work pay off. That's good. Kindness pays off. I know because you guys, especially you new agents, especially in these multiple offers. Don't give up. Don't give up. You got this. You can do it. Now, look, you've got all these tools. And there's so many seasoned agents that have let the basics fall to the wayside. So you can sneak in there. Yeah, sneak in there. Sneak in there. And impress the listing agent. All right. So cheers to Erica and Sarah. Yay. Yay. Okay. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.